The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Today on Casually Hardcore, no streaming devices for Jew. Rothfuss, Rothfuss everywhere. Battletech, baby. The mirror to remain black a little bit longer. YouTube, now with fees. Taco Bell, the app. No, no, really. I don't like this place. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! And we're just going to go straight into it because due to equipment failure and a dead raid... We have no background music. <gasps> no. For Thursday, the start an Indiegogo for background music. <laughs> we are totally professional. No, I just rather wanted to get on the air on time rather than sorting that out and something I could very easily paste in in post. So for the live yeah. listeners, you'll have a very quieter, uh, more serene experience than the podcast listener. For the podcast listener, no time will have passed. I could just try to hum the background noise. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know how Grail is wonderful at pitch. I am. Pitch, as long pitch as it's and pronunciation. <laughs> it is. You know, whenever we're talking about Grail, it, it is pitch and pronunciation Grail. He's your man. That is it. <laughs> For Thursday, the 1st of October, 2015, this is, in fact, a bare-bones edition of Casually Hardcore, and I am no wise. I am Daxa. And I am Grail. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. I prefer uh, we're deconstructed at the moment. Oh, deconstructed. deconstructed. That's, Ooh, that's the sexy hipster yeah. term. Yeah. Yes, it's a very corporate word, actually. Yeah, corporate or, yeah, very chic eateries. Yes. You go to the gastropub and we have this deconstruction of the Rice crispy Treat with a marshmallow and a Rice crispy. Just <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Deconstructed beer. Here's some barley yes. <laughs> and water. <laughs> barley, the water, and uh, the hops. And yeah. you Just snort swirl it in your mouth. You snort the yeast. Experience all the flavors. <laughs> oh. In their most raw of forms. Yes. Right. <laughs> then hold your mouth over an open flame. <laughs> You must let the yeast uh, bloom in your mouth and yeah. ferment. Uh, it only takes two weeks. <laughs> that's, it, that's it. We have to. We gotta open our own gastro pub now. It's official. That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're Casually gonna, we're gonna cause gas. All right. Furt. <laughs> <laughs> <Fert>. Whatever. <laughs> so, oh goodness. In the world of the internet, things have been happening. They have. And we are going to make note of them. Uh, I wanted to bump one to the top of the list here because it may affect some of our listeners rather directly because this is a service we use. Um, Patreon, uh, where many of you very generously patronize the network, has become the latest in the series of high-profile information hacks. The short story is, as usual, after one of these things, get out in there and change your password. Yep. This so because even though, to their credit, they did everything right as far as uh, encryption on the important data, so it was hashed and salted and all kinds, all kinds of you know all the things you're supposed to do. The recent experience with the 
Ashley Madison hack has revealed that even if you do 256-bit hashing and salting, if the bad guys get a hold of your source code, which right. seems to have happened in the case of this Patreon hack, they can find mistakes you made in the writing of your backend code that can accelerate their ability to decrypt things that might otherwise take a huge amount of computing power and a great deal of time to do. So one of the shocking things about the Ashley Madison hack was how quickly they were able to brute force decrypt a lot of the stuff because of hints and errors they found in the writing of the code that created the encrypted data to begin with. Yep. There's always that chance it could happen here, so cover your butt. Yep. What have I we mean, learned? Nothing is sacred anymore. You're, you, you are always at risk as soon as you put anything out there, yeah. and you just have to always take that into account. And yeah, when, but and you also really can't become shocked anymore when a no. place gets hacked. I mean, really, it's not a question of if; it's a question of when. And Pretty much. that is the the world we currently live in. And I was listening to a story the other day on the radio. This one was more about credit card hacks and oh the my fact gosh. that you know chip technology is so prevalent in Europe, but it's just becoming something here in the states. However, what they're finding, you know, they, they felt like, oh, the chip technology is going to solve all these issues. No, the people don't just go away once you've created, you know, in this case, encryption or an arc, you know, having a chip on your card. They just change what they go after is yeah. all. Absolutely. So no matter how secure they make their, their your encryption on the data itself, they're just going after, okay, well, let's look at your backend code. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you harden that up, there's always the next thing because – there's a lot of these folks in the world, and they're not just going to suddenly be like, oh, well, it's time to get my nine-to-five job back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and thieves are smart. Unfortunately, there are a lot of very and, – and the, the biggest problem is it doesn't take a lot of them in a criminal organization to do a lot of damage. You can have right. you know, two or three really capable people who have decided to not use their powers for good – to be the back end to any of these, you know, these internet protection schemes. I got the call today from Arlington, Virginia, and it was the guy with the pa pa <clears throat> Pakistani accent uh, claiming to be an officer of the IRS. Oh, uh, I oh, got yeah. those. <laughs> it was, I said, just sell your scam someplace else, click. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have the energy to. You know, I like to string them along sometimes, just because then they're spending that much less time harassing you know some elderly person that might fall for it. Right. But yeah. Uh, I, I like how they try to threaten you by saying, you know, we need to speak to you or your lawyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's really cute. You Shut up. That the IRS doesn't do these transactions over the telephone. Yeah. Exactly. Ever. They are yeah. all about registered mail and in-person yep. meetings. Exactly. They like to know that they're dealing with, they have to know that they're dealing with the right person. Right. And registered mail and face-to-face and -face with identification are yeah. their preferred methods. And they never come to you and say, you know, by the way, we're looking to sue you. Uh -huh. like, yeah. The IRS comes to you and says, here's the bill. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's no suing Sue you? Just give us our money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like the, the lunch bully. Right, pretty much. <laughs> they, they will you know, charge you with a crime and take you to court for, sure. for criminal proceedings. 
but they don't sue you to recover taxes. Right. Exactly. But, and, yeah, and tax even evasion. if they're charging you with a crime, usually that is after multiple attempts for you oh, to God. pay the bill. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was so transparent. It was, it was yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, I just, I just didn't have the energy to strive. I'm, I'm battling, and I've, I think I'm finally falling over the edge of the cliff into getting sick. This may be... I don't. I think I'm far enough removed from convention that this is not concred. This is just no. something that's going around. Um, so I've probably only got one hour worth of show in me today, guys, because uh, it's, uh, it's deteriorating quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, something's been, definitely been going around around Arizona because yeah. a lot of people have been getting sick. Uh, I am. I am the next in line, apparently. Yes. So if I start, just if I fall over and, and start drooling on on the pop screen, just shut the stream down and go to bed. You know what I find really funny. Me falling, um, me falling sick? Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, no. No, not falling sick. You you do other things that are much Just funnier. Just falling, though. Yeah, <laughs> falling. Falling would work. <laughs> falling is funny. Um, no, so we're reading the article on, you know, the Patreon right. donation scheme. So I look up, and I'm like, well, his page looks different than mine. He's got a big old ad about Uggs. You know, Ugg, Ugg boots. boots. Mm-hmm. So, girls got a big old ad about Uggs, and I get some college mm-hmm. on my ad. Uh-huh. What the heck? It's all about your search history and what cookies yep. have been deposited and what, what Google has decided about you. I yeah. get it, but why are you Googling Uggs? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They obviously feel my feet need to be warm. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, Ugg boots have been <laughs> in so much spam to the various forums. I mean, I don't know why Ugg boots in particular are the favored thing to jam down our throats of spammers and scammers, yeah. but they freaking are. And mm. they're Ugg boots. They're, they're, they suck. They actually don't. They're very good for the purpose they were meant for. Mm, I would... But have you looked at them, like, on someone's... Oh, no, feet? they're ugly as hell. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying they're a... F- well, they actually are a fashion statement, but <sighs> I'm not saying they're... The, the their statement that says, I don't care about fashion, is that the statement that they're going for? You'd think, but most, most it's become like a thing. Yeah. But I mean, it's been a thing for like 10 years. Yeah. But um, no, they're really, really warm. They keep your feet warm. You don't have to wear socks with them, even if it's freezing outside, because that's the whole point of it. It mm. keeps your foot at a body temperature. So is, for surfers is... getting out of the water, I mean, it's a great, it's actually really good for them. But you know, or if you just want to quickly throw something on to go walk your dog too, and it's cold. But I, I just this is the same culture that brought us Crocs and Doc Martens. No, so. no, no, no. Yeah, but Crocs are just freaking ridiculous. Okay. Okay. See, <laughs> so you have limits after all. Well, Crocs still, Crocs weren't invented with a purpose. Crocs <laughs> were invented because hey, people got, are got, lazy we, we and don't want to clean their some shoes. Spare rubber here. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Crocs are ugly. And have no purpose. At least Uggs have a purpose. I'll be in the car. <laughs> Don't argue fashion with me, all right? Uh-huh. It's not an argument. <laughs> I just, I, I know what I like, and it ain't them. I just thought that was funny. How he gets, like, fashion item ads, and I get go back to college ads. <laughs> yeah. You got Chanel now. Now I have Chanel, yes. Yeah, go back to college, you know, leave that dude who's who loves Ugg boots. I mean, God. <laughs> right. Find yourself someone who likes, what? Croc- Crocs and Doc Martens, of course. Ew, Crocs, no. <laughs> They're ugly and they make your feet stink. That should be, that should be their advertising tagline. <laughs> yeah, I should. But I, but I digress. Um, so in an interesting tech uh, shot across the bow, and this one jumped out at me just because I've spent the last 
two and a half, three weeks all about streaming video. So I've had my nose under the hood of Apple TV devices and Roku boxes and PS4s and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, the different services I've had to send the new video streams through to make sure that it's available on all devices. One of the ones that kind of leapt out at me was the Apple TV, which if, if only they supported the Amazon streaming services, would be my absolute perfect go-to over-the-top streaming device. But Amazon and Apple are blood enemies and I don't think there will ever be an Amazon app permitted on the Apple TV platform. So Amazon's shot across the bow has been Amazon, this is from Bloomberg.com, Amazon to ban the sale of Apple, Google, and Google video streaming devices. Basically, if your device does not properly support the um, Amazon streaming services, they will not sell your products on Amazon anymore. Well, yeah, well, you know, suck it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that's kind of my feel. I mean, Apple's basically shut down Amazon now for years on mm-hmm. a lot of their devices or made it very difficult to use an Apple like iPad and things like the Kindle app along right. with you, it. You or, can't buy books on right. Audible or books in Kindle in the app because Apple wants their 40%. Right, exactly. exactly. Google's like, so, screw you, we built the platform, you're, you're not getting our money. Yeah, so I mean, for me, the most important thing is Roku set-top devices, Microsoft's Xbox and Sony's uh, PlayStation all work with Amazon's video services and aren't expected to be affected. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, okay, then I mean, that's that's my streaming devices and Xbox. Yes, so, exactly. Uh, really, I'm more waiting for Apple to, you know, hopefully Microsoft works some crazy magic since they're throwing they they showed up on the Apple stage at the last uh, you know big announcement and talked about Microsoft Office working on Apple devices. Mm. I hope at some point Apple shows up on a Microsoft stage and says, "Oh, by the way, we're gonna make you know iTunes available on your Xbox." Now. That would be freaking awesome. Yes, and then and we've had the best. Both worlds. Then it would be complete. Yeah. Then there would be no other device out there that is even remotely as cool. Skynet. (laughs) Exactly. But Skynet will try to kill me. Yes. Mm -hmm. After entertaining you, (laughs) they will lull lull you into yes, you know, for kids, lull you into complacency um, with entertainment, and then send the hunter killers after you. Yes. Because Amazon, you know, they want to deliver stuff by air quotes, drones, uh uh-huh. Sure, they're drones. You're developing HKs in the back room. I know you are. Uh, To me, what's going to happen is at some point, I'll call this now, one of the two big ones, uh, or three big ones, I guess I should say, Amazon, Google, and Apple, will somehow acquire Netflix. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. whoever does that basically will win. Yes. Because well, it's, it's interesting to see because the original content game, I think Netflix is definitely leading the charge, but Amazon's yes. right behind them. They're doing a lot of interesting stuff. I really need to carve out some time to watch some of their shows. I don't yeah. know that I'm going to watch every show, but uh, they have. I mean, they got a bunch of Emmys this year, yeah. or at least nominated. Yeah. No, that so. was a, that was a big deal. It's like okay, with the the on the direct online uh, creators have arrived, right, and are being recognized by their peers, which I think. You know, as, as much of a joke as award shows can be, sure. that's kind of an important milestone along the way. And we talked last week about the fall uh, pilots that Amazon's getting ready to, uh, to launch yeah. at us. It's, it's a happy, again, happy, good time to be nerds. It's just mm-hmm. it's weird to see the, 
they're the big companies that you know they they want us to buy into their ecosystem and their ecosystem alone, and yet none of them has the complete package of what we want. Right. And this 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 silly jockeying for position. Well, if you're not going to put our app on your device, then we're not going to like we're somehow going to stop Apple from selling Apple TV devices by not letting them. You know, oh yeah. So some percentage of them will ha- will be bought from the Apple's online store, which is just as robust as Amazon's online store. So this is like a, a token gesture of neener neener neener. You can't play it in is. our yard. Like, oh. it, it, yeah, I mean it's 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 a very basic or base, I should say, yeah. uh, move on Amazon's part. However, at the same time, we've always discussed the fact that. Amazon and Apple and all these folks, they're not making their killing off the hardware. They're making their killing off the the, the shows, the music, all that stuff. And right now, because of Apple's rigidness in terms of what will display its images that it has or or music, I I don't buy anything off of iTunes except for the very rare song that I'll pick up off there. I don't buy any video content off of there because I never... Why? I can't watch it on my TV. (laughs) No, that's one of the things I love about, especially now with um, Amazon supporting um, uh, offline viewing better. Right. Um, I like... their, Their content is so much more portable because I can play it on my iPad and my Android tablet and my Android phone right. and my iPhone and it plays everywhere except on my Apple TV. Right. But I have a Roku box and a PS3 that it plays beautifully on. Yeah. So mm. I just, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm the typical consumer. I want it all. I want it now. I want it free. Yeah. And I just, I just want the one good box that does all the things. And the, the Apple TV is just so close. And it looks like that'll just, it'll never quite be. I'll always have a companion device to fill in the gaps. Right. But I think Apple also is, you know, for the first time in a long time, a little bit behind the curve in terms of they're not doing any of their own programming yet. Yeah. Yep. And that's something they are. Uh, I don't. And I'm not sure if they have any intent on moving that direction. They made no mention of it at the last Apple WWDC. announcement or whatever it's called. Worldwide Developers Conference. Right. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see if they decide to shift gears there. But if they do, they're they're now playing catch up not only to Netflix but as we mentioned, to Amazon now as well. Right. And Hulu to I think an extent because Hulu is now at least picking up shows that maybe no longer uh, are being done on network television. I don't know if they're doing original content yet, but they definitely are picking up shows that have been canceled and bringing them onto Hulu. Well, yeah, it's one of our, our story items later on is them reviving and extending one another uh, fan loved show. And it's interesting what Netflix plays very fast and loose with the term Netflix original series because they will brand things that were already completed and shown in, in other countries and just be, if they're the first outlet that brings it to America, they will claim that. They will stake their claim as this is a Netflix original series, even though we had nothing to do with its production whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I've been watching um, an anime the last couple of days of Knights of Sidonia, and it's oh, yeah. branded as Netflix original series, and it's it's not clear to me if they had anything to do with its actual production. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a weird 
CG animation in traditional anime anime style. It's got a weird uncanny valley thing going on. In yeah, which I, I never same. watched it. I looked at the previews and it was just like, no, not not right now. It's it's got your typical <laughs> not right now. Your typical uh, emo edge to yeah. it. Uh, not not nearly as bad as like Neon Genesis Evangelion. So it's not right. that extent. But there's there's definitely a, a salting of that. Um, yeah. But it's, it's I hadn't had my head in the anime space in years and wanted to kind of rinse away um, Clash or um, Attack on Titan, which is just freaky and, and still gives it's me nightmares. so good, though. But it looks good. It is so good. It is good. And the action sequences are great, and the the world that they paint is very lush and, and complete and... Just some of the nightmare images that <laughs> that they put oh, forth yeah. in that one. Especially when I went made the mistake of looking at the trailer for the live action version. Yeah. Like, oh God! What? So I, why cool. did I do that? Uh, um, so if you want something a little more fluffy, but that is which actually, I mean, I wasn't sure about, but I found especially the first season of it really enjoyable. Is a uh, sword art sword art online. Ah, okay. Oh, That's the that one the about one being in the the, 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 the VR it, MMO game, right? Yeah, and but I mean, the first season really plays on a lot of the tropes of the MMO as these folks are stuck in this MMO and you know fighting their way through the levels. But you have everything from guilds to player killers to just all the stuff. Like if you've ever played an MMO, the first season is a lot of fun. The second season gets really weird with this fairyland crap. And then apparently there's a third season where it becomes more like a first-person shooter, and that's apparently pretty cool too. But I haven't seen that one. But it's it's on Netflix, at least the first two seasons, and it was fun. It was a very enjoyable show. Okay. Hmm. I'll, I'll put that on the list. I'm almost done with the, the two seasons of Sidonia that are available on, on Netflix. Yeah. So, and I mean, on a quick other Netflix tangent, so they put the latest season or last season of Walking Dead on there, mm-hmm. which I hadn't watched because I cut my cord. And that show's rough to watch when you're watching back to back episodes. Yeah. It's like, oof. Some things do not lend themselves to binge no, watching. That is like an emotional, like, f- smack to the head. You I have, need a week to breathe in between yeah. those. I have this talent that my wife is getting really tired of. And it manifests itself where when she's watching a show, whenever I walk into the room to look over her shoulder, guaranteed on the screen will be boobies, some kind of intense you know, sexual scene going on, or unspeakable violence. I will, and I will never be in there during a good storytelling moment or you know, a moving quiet scene. It's always... In your face, sexuality or stupendous over the top violence. So, the one time I looked over her shoulder for Walking Dead, dude plastered up against the plate glass uh, door, being eaten while his buddy watches him and can do nothing about it. That was my, my first exposure to Walking Dead. It's like, why the hell are you watching this? So, no, no, it's not just this. I have no evidence to support that assertion. All I see is a guy being eaten. Um, why? No, I'm out of here. 
and then it's, every other it's time it's like pretty much just that. Okay. Pretty, <laughs> or yeah. or even worse, it's what other people are doing to them is usually the yeah. The zombies are usually the ones that yeah. are the least violent. I know, yeah. in my opinion. I've given understand that it's it's it, that's all just a backdrop to you know here's the real stories of how people react to it, and to a much larger extent, Fear of the Walking Dead is much more about that. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched Fear of the Walking Dead, um, and I've read a decent number of the comics, and there's some storylines that they're drawing from there. There's a, some it almost feels like they're starting to draw from the Telltale games. Oh, yeah. And put in there. Uh, so it's it's an interesting thing, but yeah, it's a very, uh, God, what's the right word for this? pessimistic yes. outlook on what would happen during the zombie outbreak, which is one of the things, especially after watching it for, for multiple seasons, when I watched World War Z, book relationship aside, was the one nice thing was, is like, wow, pretty much everyone in this movie is not an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, they actually try to help each other. Like it kind of was a more uh, better feeling towards the human race in watching that movie because, you know, <laughs> they save them in the apartment building. Like everywhere he goes, people just generally are trying to help out other people, <laughs> which yep. was kind of cool to see. Hmm. So sticking with the theme of uh, good content brought to us in many forms, the Hollywood Reporter uh, brings forth details of a what they refer to as a complex deal between Lionsgate Entertainment and the author Patrick Rothfuss, um, oh. author of the King Killer Chronicles, um, the first two books of which are freaking awesome, and we are impatiently waiting for the third. It's a very uh, smug I was going to say he's picture. not even finished with the third one. <laughs> he is doing a George R. R. Martin like nobody's business. He absolutely. Is, you see him off doing everything but writing these days. Yeah. He's on the stage at Woodstock. He's doing other shows with Paul and Storm. He's on Twitter. He's on Facebook. And it's like, Pat, you need to go write the damn book because we're really getting impatient for it. And we think Just finish. I, know I don't know. I mean, why? He's getting book de- he's getting deals. He's getting appearances. Like, at this point, like, it's almost becoming like a... It's a joke. Yeah. 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 Amongst, because remember, at Phoenix Comic Con, the other authors, when he was on that panel, yeah. they were they were all joking about it with him. Mm-hmm. Just make the third book. Why don't you write the third book? It's becoming like, you know, the Cubs winning the World Series. Exactly. Like, it's better almost that he doesn't do it. He's probably going to have more popularity based on not writing the third book well, I wonder, than actually completing it. I wonder if George, the great bearded glacier, is going to set a precedent of the new normal of authors who begin a successful series will be angling to finish that series on television. So the first couple books get out and then they get embroiled in development of either a movie series or a TV series and invariably the story will unfold in that medium instead of written word first. Like Mm. it looks like it's going to happen with Song of Ice and Fire. Right. Right. And could potentially happen here with the geological pace he seems to be taking writing <laughs> the third book in King Killer Chronicle. Um, it, Man, and, maybe. We'll still get the story, but there's, uh, I, you know, I'd still love me a good book. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to finish it. And considering he's also, he wrote the short uh, Ari story, yeah, which I true. never read that. Uh, but the, 
the the first two books were good and mm-hmm. yeah i think he if he wanted to he could write a third book and then start a new series in the same world yeah. and exactly. go on from there because there's a lot of stuff going on that i have no idea how he's going to tie every plot thread up by the third book that the rate he's going yeah i mean cuz cuz we've you know, in the last book, in the middle book, we we jumped into the distant past and the you know, eras of legend, and went off on this you know, this squirrel hunt through squirrel squirrel. I, uh, did you catch the squirrel? That's I, important. I, I don't know. I mean, it, <laughs> it got real. It got real weird. Squirrely. Yes. Um, <laughs> he did this huge amount of backstory for the very. Um, nebulous villains that our protagonist is, you know, on his life quest to confront, <laughs> but, you know, to to learn about, find, and confront, and you know, it turns out they are they are truly creatures of myth and legend, and he told some of the myths and legends and stories about them as part of the book, which was this enormous left turn from where we had gone before. It was awesome and interesting and, and captivating. It was just. Oh wow! Okay, so we're gonna learn all about where these guys came from and the wacky misdeeds they had in their distant past. Okay, and then we come back to Quoth and and you know losing our virginity and all and fairy realms and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, you look across the book and a lot of stuff happens in it. Oh shit! But, but when you look, go back and go. Well, how much really happened, though, from what we know where he's at now in the present and what we know has to still occur, Mm -hmm. it's like... He's still in school. (laughs) Holy crap. That dude never gets out of school. And this guy's name is King Killer. Like, Mm -hmm. that's his nickname. Like, where's the damn king? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know know it's going to be Ambrose, right? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Probably. I was going to say, it has to be Ambrose. But still, you're sitting here like, whoa, we, we've got a lot. And like, yep. he ends up in BFE. Yeah, sword people. Whatever, with other weird stuff going on in the present day that yep. they are barely touching on. Yep. So, I, I mean, I, I just have no idea. Like, literally, I think it's, he's going to come out at some point and be like, this will be book three of my first series of a 12 part right. series that will have three books in each series. Well, the, the... <laughs> He has, you know, indicated that the the third book is going to be freaking enormous. Oh, it has, well, to, it has be. to be. And, and I just, I just, I'll be pissed off if his publisher steps in and does a Dance with Dragons and says, "Oh, Jesus, we're going to split this into two volumes because that will make us more money." Yeah, uh, just give me the damn story, okay? I'm, 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 next time I'm at a show where he is, I'm going to just grab him by the beard and make him tell me how it ends. There he's you like go. at every show we're at. It seems like. That's what I'm no, no, when the not... hell are you taking oh. time to write this book? Uh, you mean Martin or or Rothfuss? Rothfuss. Okay, yeah, you probably yeah. should just grab him. It, it's it's yeah. easy, it's easy to confuse them. We, they both bear the epic beard, but the right. one wears the suspenders and the hat, to, so we can tell yes. them apart. Yes. Right, no, of course. And probably has very armed people around him to at, stop at you from touching days, his beard. Yes. Do not touch May, the beard. Maybe it's just a thing, though. It seems that the second book, once people finish the second book, their third book seems to get them stuck half the time. Well, I mean, you just finished the... Uh, Gentleman Bastard series, which... Well, or at least finished up to the current yeah, book. Yeah, okay. So I wanted a new book series to read, right? <laughs> but I, I want something that's done because I'm done with these people that can't finish a stinking book. So I just, I was like, I need a, a new book series, but I didn't tell 
grail that I wanted, something that was finished. Mm -hmm. So he hands me, he goes, you should read the Gentleman Bastard series. I'm like, okay, great. I will do that. Phenomenal books. And forgot Phenomenal. to tell you that it wasn't finished. Huh? He forgot to tell you that it wasn't done. No. no. So then I finish it, and then it, it where it ends, <laughs> it ends, I'm, it like ends huge cliffhanger. in this stupid, and I'm like, there, and I'm looking on Audible. I'm like, there is no fourth book. I am going to freaking kill you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I kill those you. Those first three books are so good. They were so good. I like devoured those books. And Jeez. now it's like, and he, Lynch was at Phoenix Comic Con. We should have been like, finish the book. Well, I was only on book two when he was at Comic Con. Oh, my that God. Was, that was two years ago. Yeah, see, I was, I was burned once in my reader's existence because I was deeply invested in Chronicles of Amber by Oh, yeah. 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 And that son of a bitch died on us. And but, he, you know, at least he gave you ten books that tell a coherent story. Yes, but yes. I loved the indications of where he was going next. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. but his stories ended, though. Well, there Mostly. was a... But, and not only that, but he also had, like, five short stories set after that right. you can find and I read through all those and yeah there was great there was a wealth of stuff yeah, there was there was the mystery of where the, you know, where did Corwin go with at the end right. of his pattern and what's Merlin you caught between oh. the two worlds and it was just freaking yeah. awesome sounding yeah, it was <laughs> great. I just don't want to be hurt again at least he didn't, you know, like it wasn't like book seven he yeah. passed and you're like, what? What happened here? So, I, yeah. yeah. And right. and he passed away. There's not much he can do about that. But when you're taking four years to write a book, yeah. that's when we've got problems. Yeah, because now we're worried because like Robert Jordan took forever to write his yep. books, even though the quality went down while he was alive. Like way down mm. uh, <laughs> way down and like a friend of mine was just like oh you know I found my Wheel of Time books I'm gonna start rereading those Don't I'm like do it cool and I've thought before like maybe I really should read them again and then I think about pulling her hair braid yep. and that just I'm like I can't take yeah, it I can't no, no it more again. than you have for you yeah, <laughs> not your thing. By the way, let's let's get to the actual point of the of the um, Patrick Rothfuss article. Oh, right, <laughs> the actual point, <laughs> which was he has signed a huge rights deal with Lionsgate Entertainment for developing the King Killer Chronicles on multiple platforms, so yeah. movies, television, and video games. Yeah. Um. So it's a whole package deal. <laughs> They're going to be uh, developed simultaneously. Uh, we'll see what form it takes. I'm I'm really looking for. Some studio to try to go for the movie TV hat trick, which they've talked about trying to do with the Dark Tower series when Ron Howard was on board to develop that, where they, their intention was to do movie, continue the story on television, lead into movie, return to television for a season, continue, the, but all one enormous story arc. That fascinated me. Yeah. Um, and He's only got two books, though. What? Yeah. Well, yeah, but you could, but there's, but they're dense. I mean, you, you, the, the that world he's built, you could do that. And um, no, because then you have to ch throw in your own stuff, and, you, and then it's not the King Killer Chronicles. Unless he's he's on board tightly the same way Uncle George is with HBO. But I can see. But, was when but that goes, has more books, though. What does? Um. Well, George R. R. Martin has yes. more books, so I yes. can't see them with. With the three King Killer Chronicle books, once it, he's completed it be, it them, being enough, being enough right. for movies and a TV series, right. I think they have to pick one or the other. I mean, Dark it Tower depends. is so enormous that it kind of it, that yeah. makes sense for that freaking epic. 
that lends itself to it. I think the King Killer, I mean, to me, yeah, it would work better in one format or the other. However, my the issue I think they're also going to run into is the first book, when you look at it, translating that to screen, I wonder what audience they're going to go after. Yeah. Because a lot of it, it feels kind of like this is kind of like Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> And it then, is a little, and it's uh, definitely really an adult take. Dark. I mean, Harry Potter was pretty damn dark when you look at it too. Sure, but this one's really dark. Like yeah. Harry, like was a baby, and yeah, his parents got killed. Cor, uh, was it Cor? Quoth. 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 Sorry, Quoth. He, yeah, he's a little older when his parents die. Badly, <laughs> and then and then you know he isn't in the cupboard under the stairs. He's living on the streets. Yeah, yes, yeah. He has a, a rough time of it. But then when he gets to university, it definitely took on more of a Harry Potter vibe to it, uh, especially with him co- clashing with the noble right. kid, and he's the downtrodden but super brilliant uh, uh, cadet or whatever they're right. called. He's the t- Hermione to the other dudes, Draco. Yeah, sorta. <laughs> I just threw up a little bit in the back of my mouth. <laughs> um, Shut up. Anyway, so watch uh, for future interesting developments on the King Killer Chronicles uh, from Lionsgate. And hopefully they won't F it up. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, so in the land of video game news, uh, interestingly, apparently, when the internet expresses an opinion loudly enough, Sometimes you can actually affect change. So Squeenix had put forth this pre-order program for Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which was this really transparent and annoying money grab where they wanted us as consumers to unlock pre-order stretch goals, basically, um, it was a really kind of odd um, approach, and it really rubbed people's you know first day DLC scabs the wrong way, where they were clearly going for they were going to develop all kinds of content and have it ready on day of launch and effectively make you pay extra for it or have to have paid extra to get it rather than just releasing a complete game. And reactions to the pre-order program were pretty loud and pretty universally negative. It turned into kind of a PR nightmare for Square Enix. And they have actually decided to cancel that entire program and give everyone who bought the um, high-end collector's edition all the things that were going to be exclusives to other packages. So basically, back to the traditional model of if you buy the deluxe edition pre-order, you get everything on day of launch. So apparently sometimes voicing your opinion strongly on the internet as a horde can get big corporations' attentions. Yeah. I think uh, we've seen that before with other companies, sometimes they don't react quite as fast or 
or as uh, nimbly, I guess, as Square Enix has, like with the SimCity debacle of EA, where it took them several months of people going, your game sucks, your policy on always online sucks, and you have a lot of other issues that suck for them to finally kind of pivot backwards. Blizzard, the same thing with Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. Took them a long time to finally backpedal off of auction houses yep. exactly. and some of their other stances. But other companies have done a much better job of walking back a lot of their initial assumptions. Uh, I mean, right now, the game that's eating up all my time is the Taken King, and Taken King is basically Bungie walking back a lot of their mm-hmm. things that they originally developed for Destiny and changing the mo- the model uh, to meet what the players have been asking for, and that's why it's you know killing it so well now. But I've I heard- think where a lot of the times they go wrong is they... Most people, when they set out to make a game, you know, the artists and the programmers, the ones that are making the game, they have, most of the time, they want to make a good game. But then you money comes into play, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, marketing and, well, yes, it, this would be a great game if you could just have everything for free. However, we need to do this. So we need to make money. So we're, we want you to throw in this. And I think what happens a lot of the time is when the people who tell them how to make the money go go into the creative process yeah. there's a problem they don't so, belong there yes you have to have you have to have it planned of how you're going to make the money before you make the game well yeah. you make money by making a quality product absolutely and that's what they lose sight of because they get caught up in yes but we have these gimmicky ways of making mm-hmm. even more money and it's very short sighted because you may make it on this version of the product and you will sour your audience for future versions Absolutely. And I just feel like if people would understand or if game designers are the people who who force those little gimmicky things on on the game makers would understand that a little more, we would have better games. I mean, look at Hairbrained. You know, they have been on Kickstarter for two days now. Yeah. And they're over a million dollars. Sure. Because A, they put out a good product. They have a proven track record. We, they have a proven track record, and they're very honest also about the and things they, that they and can they and stick, cannot do. They stick to the basics. Well, they uh, don't, they don't overpromise. Tr- yeah. I mean, to me, that's been true of a lot of the folks that have gone the Kickstarter route, is that uh, successfully gone the Kickstarter right. route, is they come out, they say, this is what we're going to do, this is what your money could get us to do extra, and they pretty much live up to that. Now, even Hairbrain, when their first Kickstarter was Shadowrun Returns, which got a huge amount of interest and money because everybody loves Shadowrun, at least there's a lot of people out there who love Shadowrun. We all love Shadowrun. Yeah, we all love Shadowrun. But one of the things they originally announced with it was, look, we want to have it so when you make your character, your guy will have, you'll have links to your friends' accounts, and your character is going to appear in their game mm-hmm. as like a hireable runner, and it's going to be awesome, blah blah blah. And midway through the the thing, they came out to all the backers and said, look. This is why we're not going to be able to do that. Right. We've tried, and here's the technical limitations and the things that were going to prevent us, and we really want to focus on other parts of the game, and this just, we apologize. We know yes. we put it in there as our, our original goal of ours to have in there, but we're, it's just not going to work out. And everybody went, okay. Like, thank, there yeah. really wasn't for, a backlash. Thank you for explaining it to us. Right. 
And I think other companies have done a good job or when they've been caught on something, at least coming out. And I mean, I'll give Square, you know, props here. They, yeah, absolutely. They got the feedback. And I got to admit also, it must be hard for a company because we look and go, well, the internet is a flame with that. Mm-hmm. I think every company looks like the internet's always a flame. Exactly. Like, <laughs> knowing when the internet is truly saying, you know, your customer base is truly saying this is an issue versus there's just some loud voices out there mm-hmm. and really it's not an issue. That's a that's tricky. The classic because vocal minority. The, yeah, the squeaky wheel is the one yeah. who gets all the notice. So yes, if you're a loudmouth and all you want to do is badmouth the game, abs- and there's 20,000 of you, and sure. all the 50,000 people who love the game and don't, you know, don't badmouth it aren't saying anything. Right. Yeah, it's it must be extremely difficult as a gaming company to figure out who exactly you need to pay attention right. to. Well, yeah, and you brushed up against our next story yes. um, by mentioning Hairbrained studios because they have jumped onto Kickstarter again with the Battletech franchise as their next project and funded in like a millisecond. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the first day. I mean. Well, it's, it's Hairbrained and it's Battletech. Yeah. Um, yep. no, excuse me, not Hairbrained Studios, Hairbrained Schemes because they, they went the whole nine Jeez. yards with their naming. Um, so... They had a $250,000 Kickstarter goal and met that within an hour or so of the announcement. Right. Uh, and now they're going on to their stretch goals. It is you know, the, the, the Mech Warrior universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, but from very early on, there's been some really successful. I mean, the original, I remember playing on an EGA monitor. Mm-hmm. Freaking Mech Warrior 1. Oh, yeah. Um, and. Uh, you, you, you old, or I guess I don't know if you're a baby or if you're just, you didn't, I mean, come on. I played Crescent Hawks Inception, <laughs> which, which was, was the 64. first game, Crescent Hawks Revenge, and then MechWarrior came out. Ah. Oh my goodness, look at that. So, just saying. Just, uh, let's, let's, whip out, let's get out the measure. <laughs> what he's saying there. is he's more hardcore than you. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the car. It's okay. Uh, he's way more hardcore than me. I don't. I've never played a battle tank game. Exactly. So. I don't even know what this thing is. <laughs> I mean, I know what it is from you, but I, I have no clue. I'm, I'm horrible at mechs. I end up looking at the sky half the well, time. This might be the mech game for you because it is yeah. not a shooter game. It is a turn-based, turn-based strategy game. Right. Um, right. So very much like the tabletop edition of the game. Um. And I would, I'm probably going to back this one. <laughs> oh, we backed it yeah. before we it even came out. Because they yeah, had we, a pre thing going on go. before the Kickstarter. So yeah. I wonder if they included that money or if that's separate. They did. They this. they put it in there. How oh, much okay. it was um, that they did out of PayPal, which was how we how they did it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Sure. So I mean, they. Uh, but yeah, I thought the the best description was when we were talking to Mike McCain at PAX. Uh, when we were interviewing him about and talking about Battletech, the his description of it was, you know, Shadowrun Returns, and especially like Dragonfall and, and Hong Kong, those were role-playing games that had tactical components. Their vision for Battletech is a tactical game that will have some role-playing components right. to it. So it's a definite flip of of the script here, and you're going to most of this game sounds like it's going to be the turn-based style play uh, and we'll have to see what it mirrors does it mirror like a Shadowrun style which is kind of an XCOM uh, mode or are we talking about uh, 
I don't know what else is an analogy for it. I mean, so I would think it's that type games. of tactical play where you'll have a certain action points or whatever limiting your movement, and uh, yeah, you're going to have a mercenary company and be able to go and kick some butt. And I would have to say that Hairbrain has definitely had some of the best backer gifts ever. Yeah. So if you are into Battletech, back it. Because their backer gifts are always amazing. Always amazing. Now, now, even though I'm almost certain I will never have enough time to actually play it, I will, I'm <laughs> going to back this one because more stuff like this needs to, to happen. Yeah. So voting uh, with my wallet. Exactly. And on a quick side note also, this, this campaign's already closed down, but the Divinity Original Sin 2 campaign just finished, and they raised like $2.5 million or something for it, and it looks... The original game, the first game was amazing. It was a lot of fun. We played the demo version of the second game, or like basically their, their kind of prototype build, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun. Uh, that one I cannot wait for. And I gave them money, too. <laughs> yeah. We give a lot of money for games. Yes. Uh, so Going to jump ahead a little on the sheet just to stick with the and close out the video game theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Great America uh, theme park. So, uh, I think roller coasters and rides and events has released a press release. And California's Great America and Electronic Arts are teaming up to create a first-of-its-kind guest experience at Great America. The dynamic new attraction will feature settings and characters from EA's critically acclaimed Mass Effect video game series developed by BioWare. And will open next season in a newly renovated action theater. Okay. Hmm. It should make a... Theater, they though. should make like a roller coaster that like branches off in a bunch of different paths, but all ends in the same place. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and they tell you when you get in the car that you're going to have some choices to make along the way. Right. <laughs> It'll totally affect how the ride ends. And <laughs> you'll go through the line a second time and make different choices, and you'll be pissed off because you end up in exactly the same place with slightly, yeah. slightly different colored background. That'd be perfect. <laughs> I would actually go to that theme park if they did that. <laughs> Just own, just own it, guys. Yeah. Um, oh if you complain gosh. hard enough, they shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so they talk about uh, c- the experience will involve cutting-edge technology customized for Great America and delivers 4D effects combined with live performer and incredible special effects. So that screams to me... Motion control ride, yeah, with, pretty much with with the attendees uh, done up in Mass Effect costumes. I mean, and for this one, like Star I Tours. love Mass Effect. I played through all three games. I think ending with standing for Mass Effect Three, it had some of the really great storylines. It was a lot of fun, but I don't get the sense that Mass Effect is like the game that I would basically ride right. on yeah. that a lot of kids, especially smaller kids are going to come in considering unless they're going to coincide this with the next mass effect game. And they're really banking on that, getting some sales right. because a lot of kids are going to be like, what is what that? Is it, that doesn't look like star Wars right. or, <laughs> you know, it just seems an odd choice for this one. There's, there seems like there might be a couple other games that are a little bigger or you're limiting your audience just a tiny yeah. bit but i mean that, if you're yeah. gonna do sci-fi i know this is an ea but if you do sci-fi like halo to me seems like it might be a little more 
Microsoft may have grander, grander plans for that one, though. Yeah, that they're it's uh, just, that they're failing it, to bring to fruition. Um, this, yeah. this just says, like Universal Studios has the Harry Potter yeah. experience because and, kids and Disney yeah. has Star Tours. And right. this, is, this is this is you know Great America, kind of the the B tier of, <laughs> of park. So this is kind of the the low rent star tours is what this says to me. I I don't I just they could they they have Marvel rides. They could have done like a Marvel thing or yeah. like a Again, Disney owns Marvel now, so where do you think that oh, crap's yeah. going to be? Yeah, no, I mean, Great America would be Great America's where all the Warner Brother cartoons That's are true. because, you know, Bugs Bunny needed a home. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it's, you know, again, I just, and maybe, like you said, Microsoft has their own plans for Halo. This one just seems a little weird to me. Well, it doesn't seem like a, a game that Lends is going to, that kids are going to go, oh, my God, I yeah. know that. I want to go there. I mean, if it was like Mario Kart or something, you right. know, maybe, but I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting just, I mean, choice. It's, I like the fact that entertainment industry in general is looking at video game properties seriously for development in ways other than, you know, just video games. Sure. But this speaks to me that, you know, in a boardroom somewhere says, someone said, we need to get in on video games. You know, it, it, they're acknowledging its place in our culture. Um, I guess some adaptations are going to be more successful than others. Who knows? We could be totally blown away by this. You know, we yep. could, we could be. And, and much like tobacco companies, EA is going, we got to go after kids. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where do did. kids go? <laughs> Theme parks. <laughs> Grail, are you an entertainment executive? I, mean, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> in his spare time. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, my post-nasal drip and my um, fever are beginning to catch up to me. So okay. let's uh, end on an, an upbeat note. I think, no, not really. Um, you're going to die? Yeah, this, this will kill me quick. Uh, so <laughs> from HuffingtonPost.com. <laughs> and I love the fact that you use the... Yo quiero No, no quiero <laughs> taco shits. Um they use the word unleashes in this title. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Taco Bell unleashes online ordering, including customizable menu. I've always wanted a customizable menu. This has stoner written all <laughs> over it in letters far too large to see. It is. Uh, I mean, this, their little, their third paragraph is. I think my arteries clogged. Just <laughs> a one dollar cheesy roll up with lava sauce, you got it. A biscuit taco, hold the egg, an extra bacon, and creamy jalapeno, all yours. You can even add gravy because why not? Ew. Yeah, a biscuit taco. That doesn't even sound with good. Gravy on top because of it. That doesn't do sound breakfast. good at all. So this is Taco Bell launching website apps, ordering platforms of all kinds, and. Allowing extreme customization and substitution, um, which I think is the perfect thing to do in an app. So when I order pizza, I like the fact that I can be extremely specific sure. about how I want it assembled. And they're only getting better about that. And this is Taco Bell going down the road of, okay, you can tell us from the tortilla on up exactly what you want us to build. Or the biscuit. Or the biscuit. <laughs> or indeed the biscuit. Can I tell them to like put actual meat in my food? <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that an option? I don't, I'm <laughs> scrolling through the menu here. And I'm not seeing that yeah, one. Pink uh, stuff. More pink stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, they have the word, you know, taco meat with a little star on it. Like a right. <laughs> May not contain meat. Well. <laughs> Does not contain actual meat. Yeah. Why did they spell... No cows were killed. <laughs> Why did they spell it M-E-E-A-T? I don't know. <laughs> right, right. It's where the tacos meet. <laughs> they say, hey. So... The idea of you know the hugely customizable menu, great, but then eventually that order gets transmitted to my local Taco Bell, and the staff there has to actually assemble what I have asked for, and that's where this whole plan falls apart for me, because I don't have too? confidence in the high schoolers behind the counter there, and their commitment to rendering what I have asked for the way I have asked for it. Not that I'll be ordering Taco Bell anytime soon anyway. <laughs> Apparently, in Chicago, Illinois, they are amazing Taco Bell employees, really? according to the Yelp review further down the article. Oh, that. <laughs> Do you think that a tongue may have been placed firmly in someone's cheek at that point? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Just kind of saying. Um, and I love, you know, of course, the pictures of the food, you know are gorgeous and you know look nothing like I've ever seen come out in a tray at a Taco Bell. Um, but again, that's that's all just advertising and the, the fast food industry is expert at that. Um, yeah, and, and this is the same organization that brought us the obesity encouraging concept of fourth meal, okay? As an advertising campaign. They want us all to become hobbits. Hobbits. Right. <laughs> second breakfast. Yeah. Seven meals a day. Eleven Zs. Breakfast. <laughs> second breakfast. Eleven Zs. Luncheon. <laughs> dinner. I think it was like supper. On, it was either on Daily Show at the time or uh, Colbert or something like that. But I remember that it said like, and Taco Bell announces their taco that they've wrapped with another taco because they hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh, uh, man. Oh, and a, a total tangent callback there. There's a great um, when Apple announced the iPad Pro at the WWDC, which is basically a knockoff of the Microsoft Surface in many ways. So it has right. the, the full keyboard in yep. the Flexi. And you go back to four years ago where mm -hmm. what an online comic artist basically did a comic of the Microsoft launching the Surface saying, hey, it's got a, it's got a full chiclet keyboard right in the cover. Boo, you suck. You know what? In a couple of years, Apple is going to roll this shit out. And you guys are going to eat it up. Yeah. Fast forward to today and damn, he nailed it. Goes, oh, ooh, <laughs> wow, that's It's got amazing. a keyboard in yeah. the cover and it's got a 10-inch screen. Wow. And Microsoft Surface engineers are screaming at that point. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like that one. Yeah, I think we talked about that one. Fell a little flat. It was kind of like, okay, you're trying to go into a market now. I don't know. Like I said, Apple feels like they're playing catch up now on a lot of things. Artists really liked the Pro because it's got the touch yeah. sensitivity and the style. Excuse me, the Apple Pencil trademark. Um, so for you know, people who wanted to try and use the iPad as something to draw on. Or sketch on it's a great advancement, but it's not selling to the core audience at all. It's it's going for some outliers. Um, but you can order from Taco Bell on your iPad Pro. So 
You this can, is you true. Know, see a much larger version uh, of the picture of the thing that's going to kill you when you go to <laughs> and see a much larger version of yourself. Soon. That's right. And you need a <laughs> wide-angle camera now because you've had too many fourth meals. <laughs> mm. <sighs> we are all going to die of diabetes. <laughs> well, it's true. Wilfred, Wilfred Brimley called it years ago. All right, I, I am sorry. I have to call this one uh, a one-hour show because I am dying on the vine here and need to go right. take some Nyquil. Because Nyquil, yes. <laughs> Sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching. Why am I waking up on my bathroom floor? Floor medicine. Mm-hmm. I I need it. Um, so thank you for joining us for this. Uh, no background music and <laughs> intro and outro pasted in in post edition of Casually Hardcore. Deconstructed. Deconstructed. Ha- there, there's the title. This, of course, will be Casually Hardcore Deconstructed. <laughs> deconstructed. With uh, hard with, space core. With a. <laughs> <laughs> that's right okay there's a reason why i hang out with you guys um you can find us all the usual places um you can also find uh the brand new basically we're now on version 1.0 fingers crossed as of this morning working out the final bugs uh version of alpha geek video so uh, some quick news on that. We do also have a camera on our way here. Yes. We, and we will get the second camera because you have the second camera, so we will actually all have cameras. Sitting right here in a box. We've totally failed to get anywhere near you this week because this week sucked. Yeah, yes. I, and I have no desire to be near you at the moment yeah. because nope. you're sick. Yeah. Absolutely not. And please don't touch the camera yeah. while you're sick. In fact, I'm move the camera outside of the house at this point in time. <laughs> or have sure. somebody not sick in the house move sure, it out. Stop <laughs> Set the camera down. Step away. Right. right exactly. Right. Sir, uh, sir, step away from the camera. That's right. You need to put the ham down. <laughs> Sorry. Do not make me come over there and call you. Ladies' man, comment there. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yes, our show will be joining the ranks of the video enabled shows already on the network and streaming on all the things. So, basically, mm-hmm. if you have a device and an internet connection of some description, if there's a live show on Alpha Geek, you will be able to tune in by hook or by crook. All the way from 56K basic audio for while you're driving around the city, up through 720p HD video on your 60-inch flat panel television, and everything in between. Uh, We're on YouTube Live, which gets us on all kinds of devices and smart TVs. We are on Twitch.tv, which also gets us on all kinds of devices and apps and smart TVs. We also have our built-in player on the website with the built-in chat support, just player.alphageekradio.com and player.alphageekvideo.com. However, you know, wherever you happen to be when your favorite host goes live, we want to give you a way to participate in that show. It's live. We're recruiting more shows again now that we've got greatly increased capacity. There's a freaking server closet in my garage, ladies and gentlemen. It is chilled. It is insulated. It is built. It is a thing. And it is full of sexy new doghouse systems servers. I have a little bit of wood right now. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God. Mm. Hey. You You're easily excited. <laughs> Unfortunately, the servers are all filled with porn. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, they are, there goes the hosting. They are filled with No aw- video for you. Awesome is what they're filled with. Yeah. So, come to alphageekradio.com. Uh. Check out all the shows, all the ones that are now going to be doing video. 
We've got 24-7 streams going, so there'll always be something nerdy on all the channels. The special event channel is now fully video-enabled as well. We video-streamed all of uh, Nerdtacular and DragonCon this year on the beta versions of these, now even sexier uh, for BlizzCon coming up next month. Got uh, all kinds of fun stuff to bring you guys, so come on over, check it out, spread the word, get the apps installed on all your devices so you're ready when your shows go live. It's a happy thing. You can find us on the internet at the aforementioned websites. If you frequent Facebook or Twitter, uh, on the tweets, we are Hardcore Casuals for the show and Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Video for the network. I am on there as GnomeWise. Grail is on there as Grail C-H. That's G-R-A-I-L-C-H. And Dax is there as Dax is C-H. D-A-K-S-A. No D-A-X-A. No. Nope. That's somebody else. No X in the name. No X in the name. And on Facebook, just search for Casually Hardcore or Alpha Geek Media and follow us there. Like our stuff, dislike our stuff, whatever. Hang out, be there, or be square. And I am fading into obscurity at this point, so I'm going to call it. I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And we are out of here with no outro music because... We're sad, sad people. Deconstructed. Right. And we're out of here.